Time now to think fantasy football, and we do that with Chris Kennedy from the NRL. CK1, we like to refer to him around here. Does that sit comfortably with you, Chris? Uh, yeah, I don't mind it. I'd probably feel a little bit of pressure to smell better than I actually do. But <laughs> you should anyway. <laughs> All right, let's have a look at the uh, the week that was. And first of all, are we getting you here under false pretenses? Like, are you leading your fantasy team's uh, competitions by just huge amounts? I wouldn't say wide margin, but I'm yet to be knocked out of any of my fantasy leagues. So oh, on that, okay. uh, on that metric, yeah, I'm still fine. So I'm not a fraud yet. Right, maybe next week I will be. Your bona fides are uh, well and truly in place. So, all right, who's your standout player from uh, round 22 of the competition? Um, round 22, I was a big fan of uh, of young Jack DeBellin, who just got through a monstrous amount of work uh, against Brisbane on Thursday night, 57 tackles, 180-odd metres, a couple of busts and offloads to go with that, played the full 80 minutes in the absence of Tyson Frizzell. I was, uh, I'm going to give myself a wrap because I'm here to talk myself up. I am a captain, so that uh, worked out quite well for me. You're going against your own advice. You've told us that you should always make Cameron Smith captain. And then yeah, you're against, but okay, I, I retracted that advice last week, so I'm yeah, not right. technically contradicting myself this week. <laughs> but you were from three weeks ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think the old uh, Captain Cam every week might have gone by the wayside. All right. Anyone um, who people should be looking to sell this week? Elijah Taylor, for instance, maybe Anthony Milford? <clears throat> few guys on the scrap heap. Yeah, Elijah obviously, uh, unfortunately, popped a bit of a concussion early last week, which uh, led to him getting a, a single-figure score. No reason he can't bounce back this week because obviously it was just a, a one-off kind of injury. Um, but having said that, he's not your, your top-tier keeper, so if you can afford to upgrade him, then he's one of those guys you can start to move on. Um, Elliot Whitehead, only 30 last week. He's uh, unpopular with a few fantasy coaches at the moment. He's another one everyone's looking to upgrade. And uh, I think you mentioned Anthony Milford there, who We've been thinking for a while. He was Even when he was scoring well at the start of the year, he was sort of good one week and quiet the next week, but he's been very quiet for a lot of weeks now. And uh, at this time of year, you just can't afford that. So get him out of there and get in uh, Cherry Evans or Sean Johnson or um, even young Nathan Cleary if you somehow don't have him yet. <laughs> Chris, um, you know at Big League we're all Jared all the time. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, considering he's starting at 5'8", um, is he worth it? Do you think um, will he make as many points as he would at, say, fullback? Uh, not probably as many as at fullback. We don't really have a huge form line on Jared at, at 5'8". It's obviously, even when he was in the NRL, he, uh, he only ever had sort of shortish stints there, and it was fullback where he really lit up and he got those huge running metres and, and tackle bus sort of counts to go along with his other sort of attacking stats. Um, probably get a few more tackles and, and hopefully play 80 rather than 50 uh, this week, having sort of blown the cobwebs out last week. But... Unless he um, unless he really lights up in terms of putting a few people over for tries or running through for a couple himself, I, I still don't think he's going to uh, live up to his price tag in the in the short term unless he moves to fullback. So I'd probably play the wait and see game on on Jared at this point. What is his price tag? Just out of interest. Uh, he came in at three eighty, so he's probably dipped a uh, a couple of dollars after his twenty three last week. Yeah, down to three sixty four now. So okay. uh, highish break even, so you can afford to wait. Break even at sixty. So if he doesn't score more than sixty, he's going to uh, drop in price again. Okay, Josh Hodgson was a bit of a star. He's not in your team. 
He's not in my team. He was incredible last week. I don't that first forty. I don't know if I've seen a hooker play better in a forty-minute period. That was just amazing. Um, but yeah, he's not really that consistent of a scorer. He's not bad. He's certainly not the worst. Um, his last few weeks have been pretty good. Obviously boosted by that eighty-nine last week. But at this time of year, again, you want those absolute top-shelf keepers. And everyone after Cam Smith's probably a bit of a step down. Mm. What are you thinking about Jonathan Thurston as well? He had a bit of a dip last week. Is he? Do we hang on to him? Well, yeah, he. Uh, everyone was jumping on Thurston after the Origin period. You know, Origin behind him, he should have a, a good run home. And then obviously he picked up that little hammy tweak after that uh, incredible kicking performance in the first half uh, up in Townsville three weeks ago. Um, quietest last week, the Tigers did a really good job on him. Mm. Um, it's got to be said. Um, they, they really smothered him and, and cut down his time and, and piled on the, the kick pressure. So he, uh, he didn't score a lot last week. Maybe he wasn't 100% as well. I think he probably should be good for the run home. So he's, uh, I think he's a hold if you've got him, but probably not a buy at the moment if you don't have him. CK1, question without notice. Uh, if there was a tweak you could make to the scoring system, uh, whether it to be more like the actual game itself or, or something that's easily measured that you think is important, what would it be? Um, so the one I've campaigned for this for a few years, actually, is I think uh, players deserve a reward in terms of fantasy points. I know this would be on all the players' mind if you, if you spoke to them behind the scenes. They don't currently get rewarded for a big play that earns their team possession. So we're talking things like a, an intercept, a one-on-one steal, a big tackle that knocks the ball out, even forcing a goal-line dropout are currently not recognised by fantasy. So I'd love to find Ooh. some way to uh, to get those in. Wow, the one-on-one strip, massive one. play. That's... Um... Yeah, that should be rewarded. Well, join your campaign. Mm. Tell us where you pick it. Yeah. What's your hashtag? Hashtag. Um, <laughs> hashtag all these changes for NRL Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Turnovers rewarded for NRL <laughs> Fantasy now. <laughs> My last campaign hashtag, hashtag Fencing for Country, never really gathered a lot of steam. Oh, I know. I was right, I was right on the campaign trail as yeah, well. He's now playing yeah. in the Interest Super Premiership. But anyway, CK1, <laughs> uh, we uh, do appreciate speaking to you every week. Um, all right, now. The last couple of weeks has been consolidate. Are we still consolidating? Still consolidating. Get rid of those auto-emergency risks, buying the big guns and uh, and just use, use your trades for the run home. I think coaches all around the NRL are saying getting rid of their auto-emergency picks as we speak. <laughs> um, good on you, mate. We do uh, appreciate talking and uh, we'll speak again next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, CK. Chris Kennedy there from the NRL Fantasy Game. He's a guru. Just asking.